I remember as a young child, a group of geologists came through to do some research. One of the geologists was poking around the sand when all of a sudden, he fell straight on his back. We rushed to see what had happened. When we arrived, his body was still. He had died, instantly. Something moved through the sand around where his rod stood. We did not practice that. I'm Jacob. This is Counting Cryptids. Yes, it is. Thanks for tuning in this week. This is episode 22. 22. The mysterious thing referenced in the uh, intro is today's topic. Being? The MDW, Mongolian Death Worm. <laughs> I wonder, I want to know how long you can keep this up. Not long. I've got nothing to say. Well, we can start. Let's let's get right into it. It feels it feels like what you're saying is sexual when you say it that way, and I'm a little bit uncomfortable right now. A lot of the things that I say can be taken as sexual. <laughs> I like to leave it in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Mongolian deathworm. Yes, from Mongolia. Imagine that. Like the Gobi Desert, though. Like yeah, yeah, near, yeah. Near, near the border, one of the, like, where China is. I think there's, the Gobi Desert spans, like, a few countries. But this is apparently just in Mongolia. Uh, I saw mostly, like, mostly, in quotes, said to inhabit the western or southern parts of the, the desert. Okay. Which I would assume is where Mongolia is. I am not a geologist or a geographic expert geologist isn't the right word i'm not a map doctor i have no idea what you're talking about i am not either but yes mongolia where this worm is deadly thanks for listening this has been counting cryptids (laughs) it first appeared in some literature a short story known as cringe olgoi korokoi okay which literally transla- translates to intestine worm. Yes. Which the natives know it as. Um, it was apparently named this because the worm was blood red in color. And this, I, I saw the size of a human in some cases. And I also saw in another place the size of a cow's intestines. So human or cow intestines. Uh, okay. Two to five inches or five feet long. I found two feet to seven feet in length. Okay. Uh, dark red color, long fangs, and a slimy body. That uh, yeah. Also has poisonous skin and can spit corrosive yellow saliva. Yeah. It's said to be so venomous that its prey would die instantly. Uh, yeah, I've got here. Its venom can burn through clothing, clothing, skin, muscle, right down to the motherfucking bone. Uh, so if you come uh, in contact with this poison and it doesn't kill you, it. it 
will probably eventually kill you because you get it's very sick. Like long-term illness yeah. with exposure to it. Your skin it's turns like radioactive a little jaundicey. Okay. I had seen it in one place that it had like a short, blunt tail. But maybe that was maybe just like a way you could tell like the front end from the back end was like it was slightly different, but it it said that it wasn't tapered. Yeah, let me read this uh, quote I've got okay. here from the Mongolian prime minister in 1922, Damdin Zabar. Is that his name? That's his name. Okay. Um, shaped like a sausage about two feet long, has no head nor legs. And it is so poisonous that merely to touch it means instant death. It lives in the most desolate parts of the Gobi Desert. So it's uh, also apparently warm-blooded. That can kind of confuse me. But. Yeah. I'm not sure who has got close enough to examine it because there's not many uh, instances and there's stories on, on the internet. Obviously, we're not in Mongolia, so we can't talk to the natives. But uh, I really only found one, which is actually what the first, the, the intro quote is based off of. Okay, right? yeah. I wrote it myself from the story. Thank That's you. Applause. Thank you. I will be here for the next hour and a half. Perfect. It won't be that long, but yeah. <laughs> I had seen like camels are typically like that and people would be. Yeah, I saw that it can like. Uh, cattle and livestock I saw referred to a lot as well, but I saw a lot of specifically camels and then they lay their eggs inside of the camels after they kill them. Terrifying. Apparently it can kill a camel with just two spits of its poisonous venom. Oh, damn. Uh, I saw some places it said it had no mouth, and others say it has a very large mouth with a lot of teeth. I think it's only a few places where it says no mouth. Yeah, I think more often is like centipede-like. Like it has oh, okay. little tiny legs underneath uh, a hard shell type deal. Uh, less worm-like, I suppose. But um, yeah, that's where I saw it most, is like a, a, a red centipede thing. I saw some suggestions that it was a snake or some kind of reptile. Yeah. Since it's in the desert, it was considered too hot for, like, a worm to... Yeah, I don't know that... I'm from Iowa, I guess. We're from Iowa. We don't know anything other than earthworms, per se. So, I mean, that's really the only thing I can... I don't think anybody has, like... um, There's there's isn't, like, a common thing to have, like, a baseline of normality be the Mongolian deathworm, I don't think. Like, if you live in Mongolia, like... I, these are rarely seen and never have been photographed. Yes. So they they only all right. Hang on. It hibernates for ten months out of the year. Yes. It only comes out in June, June July. And July. Yep. And it prefers to like stay underground unless it's like burrows get flooded in the rain and yep. then it comes up. That's like the only time it comes up. Which I think the the wet season out there is like July August. Also, it's the desert though. That right. means it doesn't rain, right? I mean, it seldom rains. I, I'm gonna say there's there's probably some rain. I I'm not familiar with the area per se, but it's a desert. I assume that means that there is at least yes. little rain. Is that fair to say? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, if you if you get some rain over the course of two months a year, I would say that's pretty sparse. I'm not gonna say it's like freaking downpour for like two months straight. And like it has to be a like a season. lot of rain. And when it is physically raining is when it is yeah. saying that this thing would surface. Uh, also, something to do with the color yellow attracting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said that earlier um, when we were researching. Yeah. I saw, I think that's interesting. It's like a bull, but yellow. It's like it's really pissed off when it sees I yellow. I don't think bulls actually see the red. I don't okay, think it has anything well, to do with the color. I think it's the motion of the like, flag. Most commonly, 
I would say that it's a common trope that people think. Yes, that, that is associated with yeah. Seen in every Looney Tunes since uh, the early yeah, days, right? So they can. I mean, we. I think we said we can spit this this venomous shit. I don't know if we talked about it being like electric at all. No, we did not. Apparently, it can like electrocute its victims from yeah. a distance as well. Which, like in the story, I'm gonna. I've. I'm gonna keep going back to this story that I talked about in the beginning, where the guy's stabbing a iron rod into the ground and then gets electrocuted and, and dies yeah i would i would assume that was the implication yeah didn't it didn't specifically say the guy had been electrocuted and died it was pretty low on details well why don't you get into this fucking shin, shin, shindig then uh, the story that you keep referring to yeah all right so uh to get to this story i've got to explain another pretty predominant person in this atmosphere of Mongolian deathworm. His name is Ivan Mackerel. Mackerel? M-A-C-K-E-R-L-E. Who is a cryptozoologist in Czechoslovakia. He's also an author, design engineer, and explorer, which described the monstrous worm in his 1987 book, Hard to Pronounce. A-L-T-A-J-N A-L-T-J-N T-S-A-A-D-K-H G O V D. I am not even going to begin to describe that. And say that I was going to try to after you reading it, and I literally like can't even remember any of the letters that you said. So let's there, just... it's... his book that will be linked to yeah. the name of in the description because we can't read the name of it. He described it as traveling underground, creating waves of sand on the surface, which allowed it to be detected. And in 1990 and in 1992. He led a couple of small groups into the Gobi Desert to search for the worm. Um, he was inspired by Frank Hubert's novel Dune, which giant fictional sandworms could be brought to the service by rhythmic thumping. Um, so the groups used this motor-driven thumper um, and some explosive charges in an attempt to coax the worms out of the ground. Um, during the second um, expedition, he... Um, had this interpreter named Sugi, Shugi, Shugnight, Shug, I'm not sure, S-U-G-I, but I like Shugnight. Personal preference, I suppose. Um, he told them as a child he had seen the death worm, and um, he goes on to say that a group of geologists had been visiting Shug's home region, and one of the geologists was poking around in the sand with an iron rod when he suddenly collapsed. When his colleagues rushed to his aid, he was unmoving and pronounced dead. The um, they examined the ground where he had been poking when they saw the sand begin to move, and then out of the dune came a huge bloated death worm. Yeah. Um. He also, um, also on that trip, um, prior to like going into the area to to do some research, he was told by a monk at a a Buddhist monastery. Oh, monastery. That's how you say that word. Okay. Um, a monk told him that it, the worm was a creature of supernatural evil and that he, had, he was endangering his life by searching for the creature. Um, during this trip, he was laying in his tent and he had a dream, a very vivid dream Ooh. about a worm, about the worm, okay. the Mongolian death worm, which we are talking about today. Wow, how convenient. Yeah, then he woke up. This is where the story gets unbelievable. 
he had unexplained blood-filled boils on his back, and he got sick, which caused him to cut the trip short. So, he, like, he was so sick, like he, like I mentioned earlier, his skin turned a jaundice yellow and just was overall, you know, uneasy. He was quite sick. He bailed. Did he describe his dream? Not Other in detail. Other than just that he had a dream about the worm. I, I don't know if in the dream, like, the worm attacked him, but uh, I think it's it, sort like, of the implication, but, like... Yeah. He had a dream about the worm. Got scared. Woke up with some shit on his back and was all sick. It could be due to the fact that he was uh, in... Poisoned by the Mongolian death worm. Or any other creature of the Gobi Desert. I don't know how many... I'm sure there's quite a few poisonous things in the desert. From what I know about deserts, which is honestly not much. <laughs> which is honestly very but little. I think there's like... Poisonous it spiders. It doesn't rain much, and snakes. things might be poisonous. I, from what I can understand, everything... Are tarantulas in, poisonous? I feel like tarantulas are from the... They thing. have big fangs. I just assume they're poisonous. People have them as pets, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But rattlesnakes. Nobody has a rattlesnake as a pet, unless they're a douche. I, I feel like Zach Baggins has his rattlesnake <laughs> as a pet. <laughs> Cutting all ties with Zach Baggins and never having him on the show. Sorry, folks. Uh, honestly, I would love to have Zach Baggins on the show. <laughs> Be a way bigger audience yeah. than we could have ever dreamed hey, for. Maybe uh, like film an episode here. Make that happen. Uh, Haunted Podcast Studio. I can't believe I haven't mentioned this before. There is a band that is called Mongolian Deathworm, W-Y-R-M. Which really sounds like a death metal band name, but they are like a Not. blues, bluegrass sort of. Country-esque. I don't know what to call this yeah. this type of music, like, like southerny rock. You hear it at a bar. I don't fucking know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're in the south and you're drinking beers, I, and there's a band that's not good. I will maybe link to their YouTube page in the description. We'll not be playing any of it. It's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna skip that part. Yeah, we're gonna skip that one today. <laughs> I do want to hear some more like uh, cryptid-based songs, though. I enjoy those thoroughly because they're usually hilarious. Uh, I happened to uh, listen to that Mothman YMCA again the other day. Yeah? And somebody had commented on there that they were there because they had heard about it from the podcast. Yes. So that was cool. That is what I like to see out that of you listeners. super cool. Yeah, I just happened Appreciate to be there and like, scrolled down. I was like, I wonder. And it was just like right there. I was like, this is sick. This is That's sick. awesome. So Thank that was, you. feels good. Uh, also, something about uh, the movie Tremors being inspired by the Deathworm in some capacity. I feel like sand. Uh, I just kind of feel like I had to thing. say that. So, like, any Kevin Bacon jokes would make sense. I don't have any lined up, but yeah, that's we'll fine. see how I'll this goes. the description or something. Um, also, there's those uh, sand monsters in Beetlejuice. Which I thought of. Oh, I thought you were going to say Star Wars. Also Star Wars, yes. The Sarlacc pit The Sarlacc pits, yep. I feel like those all could be loosely based on this Mongolian death worm. Hmm, interesting. Uh, there was uh, supposedly some Russian scientists found a dead specimen in 72. Okay. This uh, uh, specimen has since disappeared and is of course. thought to be like in the basement of a museum in Russia, like waiting to be rediscovered or something. 
which seems a little too like Indiana Jones esque. Maybe not even Indiana Jones, but you know what I mean. It just I'm seems very convenient. Oh like, uh, yeah, it was definitely just like I heard some Russian scientists like found one man, and they're like, then they they went underground with it because they didn't want anybody to learn about the death worm. I need to I need to put this out there as well. There was a video I watched, posted by National Geographic. It was What's titled. The title? What's the title? Mongolian death worm caught on camera. National Geographic, not uh, clickbaity, <laughs> not at all. Uh, so it showed some. Du- it showed some dude may as well have been beating off on his camera that he was like looking through all of the films because like the camera had gotten knocked over at some point over the night. So like they yeah, really check his cameras. He really builds it up. They spent like all this time building it up just to find that a fucking cow knocked it over at some point and not the Mongolian death worm. Whereas um, the cow's intestines hanging out by no, chance? No, no, they were not. Um, also, they posted a bunch of like really poorly photoshopped images of it that didn't like mention that they were like they were from the TV show, like trying to like from dramatizations. You know what I mean? They were trying to show like, yeah. but they just posted the pictures on there and tagged it as Mongolian deathworm. So I just want to fucking. There's no mention of that being as fake as fuck. So I just wanted to publicly shame them for for those two things. I believe I also saw Animal Planet posted. So I didn't watch the video, but I I think that they did a mock like a documentary, like you know, similar to they did with mermaids, where they made it sound like that mermaid bodies found, body yeah. found, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, they did that with the Mongolian death worm as well. I hate that shit, man. Just you're supposed to be an educational channel, I and you're just putting it out cells, and it's shit. interesting. Like I've been down that. Like when that mermaid one came out, like it fucking had like, oh, me shit, too, man. dude. Oh, when shit. I watched that in 2010 or whatever it was, it fucking had me. And they like twist doctor like real professionals' words. They have yes, exactly. Or they like use things out of context, or like. You say this person is a doctor and they're technically a doctor, but like a doctor, they're like a in, chiropractor. Yeah. And we're talking about something completely different. You know what I mean? Like right. they're not an expert in that field. You just, yeah, yeah this, that kind of shit. It's just like, come, I, come I, on. Yeah. That's uh, media for you. Yeah. Come to Counting Cryptids for true facts <laughs> that are totally true and it's, not it's, made up on the internet. It's, yeah. Most of every. <laughs> It's all real. Everything is real. Everything you know and love is real. I mean, that's better than it being the other way. I don't know. People love some weird stuff, man. Oh, also there was a movie. We didn't mention that either. No. There is a movie called Mongolian Deathworm. Check it out, I suppose. I, I don't, don't think it has very I good reviews. Watched it. it has really bad reviews, but like some of the best <laughs> shit, like the shittiest movies, like we used to watch you remember Bloods vs. Wolves? You remember I how do. bad that fucking movie was? It, was it showed so a dude good. that was like turned into turned into a werewolf, like lay down newspaper on his floor in the apartment and take a <laughs> shit on shit. the newspaper. <laughs> but the shit was just like somebody scooped out a snack pack and like launched it onto the. Oh, it was bad, man. man. Dude. It was a real bad movie. It was I like gang wars between. About yeah, that. It was a combination between like a gang war and the movie Evil, like Underworld. Yeah, thank you, sci-fi. It was it was a a a top, real specimen. Top class. Go find that one, please. Yes, and once you do, uh, let us know what Actually, you thought. Actually, please do let us know if you do go watch it. Uh, again, I, Bloods versus Wolves. I believe Bloods was with a Z. I will uh, try to link yeah, to yeah. any information I can about that movie in the description. How did we even get a hold of that movie? Was it just on TV? No, we got it. We went and rented it. We just like looked for shitty movies when we went to Family <laughs> yeah. Video or whatever. Back oh, in Bloods the days. and Wolves have Zs. 
Bloods and Wolves. B-L-O-O-D-Z versus W-O-L-V-E-Z. Check it out. 2006 Horror B-Movie, 1 hour, 24 minutes. This movie has been brought to you. IMDB rating, 2.2 out of 10. That honestly is probably worse than Mongolian Death Worm. It is. Mongolian Death Worm was like (laughs) 3.3. Maybe we should check it out. Maybe it's decent. Maybe it's sick. I love B-rated films. Is there C-rated films or are like those are just homemade movies? I think that's called indie films when they get any worse. <laughs> Shots. <laughs> Shots to all of our indie <laughs> film listeners. Uh, I also want to say that uh, this uh, Ivan Mackerels guy, um, he did his two expeditions and then made a documentary um, which aired in 93 called The Sand Monster Mystery. Interesting. So if you can get a hold of that, it's probably not in your language. If you can get a hold of that with a translation, send it my way. I would watch it. He apparently has There's like not images a, and footage and data, so I would be very interested to see that because I've seen none of that. There's no photos, no, no no nothing. There's like literally like there's no stories this thing is it's not even like not, second hand. It's like third and fourth hand. Third and fourth on st- on things, but it's just like yeah, like he saw it. It's not even really yeah. anything specific. It's, I heard it's from my rough. father that this that his great grandfather had yeah. once seen something in the desert that was very strange and slightly resembled a worm, and somebody died. Yes. Um, speaking of Dave Ferrier, which who is a New Zealand. TV entertainment reporter for TV3 News took a shot with his own expedition in August 2009, so nine years ago. Um, He came up empty-handed, like literally everyone else. So like we said, there's no photos, no videos, no proof. Um, But during his expedition, he spoke with locals, claiming to have seen the worm, like we had just said, just stories. Just like, yeah, he once saw the worm, man. But uh, he said that the sightings peaked in the 1950s. Okay. So maybe... Not getting a lot of info on the the sightings. Yeah, late to the party. Yeah. 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 I was honestly surprised at the amount of information that I gathered, which was... I was as well, because there's really not a lot, and a lot (laughs) of it is just, like, duplicate, and some of it is just, like, conflicting, where it's like, yeah, it has a tail. No, it doesn't have a tail. Uh, also, you had said something to me earlier about it being compelling in the way that, like, an electric eel. Yeah. Because they talk about it being, like, electric. Yeah, thing. so, like, a sand eel, which sounds... Metal? Sexual, in a weird way. <laughs> I'll show you my sand eel. Hey, baby, you just want to see my sand eel? Super. I'd love to see it. Uh, real quick, not a sponsor. Uh, happened to stumble across this Etsy page, uh, Mythic mm. Articulations. Yes. Link in the description. They sell like cool shit. Uh, 3D printed like skeletons of cryptozoological creatures. So there's like the Loch Ness monster, but there happened to be a Mongolian deathworm skeleton. I will link to that one specifically in the description. Got some rad stuff on there. Again, not a sponsor. Just thought it was super cool when I stumbled across it. So, uh, if you wanted to be a sponsor. Let us know. <laughs> Real quick, while we're, we're while we're on that sponsorship thing, I just want to give a, a shout out to a couple people's uh that support the show okay. that have businesses. So these these specifically two, if you've got something that you want us to plug, like I would be happy to like help you support your shit. 
100%. Supporting our shit. Like, yeah. So Ashley at Coot Fluff and Stitch on Instagram and Facebook has cryptid stuffed animals and shit. Oh, dope, really? Yeah, they're pretty sick. Like, the one I got uh, is a jackalope right here. Will be, will be a link to that in the description. Um, yep, and... Um, Connor sends that to me. Yeah, she's pretty active in the group. She might have been, like, one of the first people to listen. Uh, so. I believe she has a five-star review on that Facebook page, too. She definitely does. Um, also, Brandy, over at Red Fox Ginger Studio, does some fucking sick art. Oh, okay, yeah. We'll get more links in the description. Um, I'll put but, like a little shout out section or something yeah, underneath the links yeah. or above the links or whatever, however I'm going to do that. Help those like, people out because yeah, they're just, fucking out there doing counters. way more work than we're doing. <laughs> Actually doing something? Yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. And that's, I, I like that. But yeah, we, I just, I, I appreciate them listening, interacting, supporting the show. So I mentioned earlier that, that w- there were um, some expeditions, quite a few, to go look for this. I, I talked about Two of the bigger ones. Oh, are we going to talk about uh, the infamous... The infamous television program, Destination Truth, which uh, took part in their own expedition in 2006 and can 2007. We, can we always refer to it as that? The infamous just like, television program, yes. Destination Truth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just whenever we say Destination Truth, we have to say that. Preface just from it now, yeah, 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 yeah. Every program. single like, episodes from now. If we don't reference it for four episodes, we have to remember this now. Yep. I already forgot what it was. Program. The infamous television, infamous, infamous, Inf- infamous television, television program, program, Destination Truth. So 2006 to 2007, um, during their episode on it, the crew spends a long cold night chasing down shadows and looking into holes. It sounds like a lot um, of those episodes, but at the same yeah. time, like, I mean, it's cool that they're out doing stuff. Like we, we they're talk doing a more than shit, we're like, doing. They're going places and actually looking for things, which would be cool as fuck to do, but also terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, they say that there's, like, a dinosaur that lives out here. Let's go get, like, a little tent and uh, just set up shop and see what we see. Um, They were in a town in the desert that was deserted because of the worm. So, like, people were scared enough to fucking bail. That's actually terrifying. Yeah. Ghost town. Worm town. Worm town? It's, uh, it's Deathworm County. Ooh. So our New Zealand plot is Deathworm County, correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm, I'm down. Um, oh my god, if we could rename some of that stuff, that'd be so sick. The Death the death Worm Diner? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have to make up a New Zealand Death Worm then. I mean, yeah, we'll just capture one. We'll just capture a Mongolian Death Worm and, and just, just bring it there and make sure it's an invasive species. <laughs> Dooming us all. Perfect. Um, ultimately... The uh, infamous television program Destination Truth team walks away with no real evidence. As, uh, as is tradition on the television yeah. program. Not a, abnormal on the infam- for them. On the infamous television program Destination, Destination Truth. Truth. <laughs> it's a real... <laughs> it's going to be half the program. Again, just like, we're talking that. a lot of shit about that show, but they're... They're, they're making money places and doing things i guess like again we're just like sitting reading, in- like scrolling through pages of google trying to find a sentence that's different than the fucking wikipedia like yeah. arguably more entertaining than we are <laughs> they, they definitely do more i will say that yeah, yeah they put more into it good job infamous television program destination truth oh ivan markle died he did die in 2013 13. yes yeah. i thought rest in peace Thanks for doing the Lord's work. 
the Dark Lord's work. <laughs> death Worm Lord's work. The Death worth. Worm's work. Uh, I got another one here. Um, it's Richard Freeman. Freeman? He's a 2005 expeditioner. Um, he's also a zoological zoological journalist. Zoological is really hard to say. Like, just yeah, throw it in any yeah. sentence. Good luck. Zoological. Also, I am stupid. So, in his 2005 hunt for the worm, he again came back with nothing. Damn. So, like we said, no photos, no video, no real evidence other than just like some fourth-hand stories. If you want to uh, give us some money for an expedition, we will gladly go out there and like putz around the desert. With a camera. Uh, Take pictures uh, yep. of holes. I would do that. Actually, I don't really have uh, any desire to go to Mongolia. That doesn't sound all, all that fun. <laughs> no. I, just, I think it's like... I'm not going to the desert, bro. I'm, yeah. I'm so white. I'm going to burn. Yeah. We are literally going to catch fire. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I mean, literally, I would get sunburned on the plane ride there. Uh, I don't think you understand how white I really am. Yeah, I think the Gobi Desert is like record highs for heat. Yeah, fuck that. I'm gonna sit inside. So and play if somebody video wants games. to go to the Mongolian, uh, you know, Gobi Desert, we will gladly we will plug gladly, your uh, Kickstarter yeah. campaign on our podcast. We free will of gladly charge. post your videos on our Facebook page. <laughs> uh, We're some real go getters, Connor. Yo, yo, yep. So this expedition has been endorsed by the Counting Cryptids podcast. Endorsed. Um, Freeman also thinks. He, I guess he concluded that the tales of the worms, the worms' powers had to be apocryphal. Oh, I don't know what that means. Yeah. And like you said earlier, he thought the reported sightings were likely to be a unknown species of worm, lizard, or amphisabana. I don't know what that means, but uh, I think it's a legless... Uh, lizard? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a snake with legs, or it's a legless lizard. I don't really know. One of the two. It's, it's... They're the same. Fuck it. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're the same thing. I don't I'm care. Counting cryptids, uh, they're the same thing. Uh, so we talked about it being like a snake or a reptile of some sort, but you had mentioned it being warm-blooded earlier. Yes. Which is not uh, characteristic all- typically associated with snakes or reptiles. Yeah, they're cold-blooded as far as I know all of them are. E- as far as I know, yeah. think that they're... Because they go sun themselves like daily kind of thing, yeah. sit there with their fucking mouths open. Uh, oh, wait, you have a lizard at home, don't he you, He does Connor? that all the time. Cyrus, yeah. He really doesn't move much. Which is great. He's my favorite pet. I mean, your cat's pretty loud. Yeah. That's why he's not my favorite <laughs> pet. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> it's pretty pretty chill lizard, Osiris is. It's pretty straightforward. I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I think that concludes pretty much most of the the stories, if there are really any stories in that. There's, there's really not. There's it's... expeditions trying to verify stories but nothing ever came up um there is really that, that crappy National Geographic videos one we were talking about was uh from a tv series beast hunter hosted by yes Pat spain okay where where are you at on the mongolian death war? i have i have like a my, feeling my of where you're at but i i, I just want to hear your words say some words please uh it seems Apparently, like it's it's a lot of people believe that it's real, and when I hear intestine worm, I think of an intestinal parasite. Yeah, like a worm inside of you. 
which is terrifying. Which honestly, to begin like with. you're talking about like things that make you turn yellow and kill you long term over time, or you know what I mean? That like yeah. it bites you. It has these these poison that will kill you kind of thing. Like that does kind of seem like an intestinal worm. It has some of those similar characteristics as well. So I can see where that would be a fucking cat trying to open a door that she can't get into. But also I could see where that would not be a cat trying to get in a door that she could get into. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it's could there be some species of reptile or a snake or, or something that is slithering out there that is misidentified as being something because there's snakes that spit venom as well. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these characteristics aren't un aren't aren't things that like don't already exist. If that makes sense. Uh, so it's, and I'm, I don't, I don't dislike the idea. I mean, there's been a number of sci-fi movies. We'll talk about Tremors or Tremors Two. So I'm sure there was a second one. Definitely, I know there was second a second one. one. I don't remember if it was more than two. Uh, I only saw those recently, more recently on on TV. But I've heard of them. I don't think I've ever watched them. Honestly, it's it could be a worse movie, it, but most probably. of it is just like they're standing on a rock and trying to figure out how to get to another rock. So you know what I mean? It's it's kind of like jaws but okay with really sand, yeah exactly except jaws. it's like it's just the ground it's like it, basically the whole movie is the floor is lava if we're if we're getting down I mean, to that it sounds awesome. <laughs> it's gonna be a young kevin bacon uh why isn't there a movie called the floor is lava much larger than that because it would be a youtube video uh five feet is pretty big two feet is nothing to like uh well okay, walk okay, okay, okay so but even if it's even if it's a foot long, if it's like really, really poisonous, like you wouldn't want to get close to it. Yeah, like there's you. the poison dart frogs, or you know what I mean? The yeah, tiny. fucking two inches long, but those bad boys will kill the shit out of you. Yeah. I want to say real quick the Gobi Desert is 500,000 miles squared. Square there miles? is a lot. That's no, of yeah, area. That's, that's a lot of area for sure. Uh, it's. Just a big space. Uh, I mean, we can be a little bit more specific about like the location. We said it was more near right. China, but there is a large border of China. So it, still, it's uh, it's a large area that uh, is probably widely unexplored. You'd by think people. somebody would have found one by now, but at the same time, with the way that like it, the desert moves things and it would get covered up, and if it spends like all of its time underground, if it dies down there, if it doesn't really have bones because it's a, actually a worm, like, a worm, like would yeah. you really get much of evidence anyway? I don't. I don't know. Also, if the um, local people are as terrified as they seem to be, they wouldn't be going to chase these things down. It doesn't seem like there's any reason to hunt these things. Like, there's no no food. Like, literally, you touch it, you die. It can fucking it, it squirt come venom up out of in nowhere and electrocute you and kill you from far it away. It can or electrocute shoot venom you. At you. Like, honestly, this one's pretty fucking badass. What was that video? Was that the. History Channel one where it National Geographic National Geographic one where they said that it, they could like build up a static charge by going through the desert and the guy said it's like walking across carpet with rubber soled shoes. No, you were watching that one. That was not me. Anyway, this guy like he was trying to make a decent point for the the electrical charge because of, to me that's the most unbelievable part of this. Like I know there's electric eels, but they're the only electric producing animals that I know of that can like give off a good amount of electricity. And this guy was saying that 
slithering through the sand, it could build up an electrical current. Then why do we not produce electricity that way? This guy said if you walk across a carpet with rubber-soled shoes, which is not how you do that. Uh, Called bioelectrogenesis. Okay. How many animals in the uh, world have there's, there's, I have a list of five. Five, okay. That have a deadly. Deadly to what? Uh, Humans? I don't know. It says deadly. An uh, electric uh, eel uh, kill a human. Black ghost knife fish. I actually used to have a knife fish in the aquarium. Okay. Uh, electric rays, northern stargazer, water, electric water, catfish, water. electric eel. Water. All of them water. I find it very highly unlikely that there is a creature on dry land, very dry land that produces electricity. Though I have real like no real reason to think so because I am I'm not an expert in the area or how that even is evolved. Um, it's a very interesting thing to evolve. It's actually a fucking amazing. I a lot of like things can like detect electricity do. and see yeah. el- like magnetic fields and stuff like that. Um birds so geckos actually use electrostatic forces to help hold onto things. Wait, what? Geckos are able to climb smooth surfaces. Uh, in I part to suction cups. In, in part to the electrostatic forces on the gecko's toe pads, the difference in charge between its feet and the surface he's climbing up helps him stay anchored to the wall. That might be the most mind-blowing thing we've said on this <laughs> podcast so far. Not just this episode, the entire 22 episodes. I learned one thing. We learned more than one, yeah, but yeah, right that's now true. that's all you got. That's the only thing, uh, I don't know, that's factually true, maybe? I'm sure we've talked about other factual things. 100%. I'm really discrediting the podcast in this <laughs> that's episode. Fine, that's fine. You, <laughs> the name is not much to be dismir- yeah. besmirched, so. Besmirched. We, we never, as far as I know, we've never said that we are a accurate factual podcast. I think one time I said self-proclaimed scientists in an episode description. Yes. Very much points because that we say not. We say that we're not scientists. On, we used to say that on like every fucking episode. I am not it's a scientist. Maybe been a minute now, but... We've strayed from our old ways. Alright, so we're done with the podcast. You asked me what I felt about it. Uh, I feel similarly. I don't know if I really ended up finishing that. I think we know where you're at, though. I, I'm... I don't want to, like, be insensitive of, like, cultural beliefs sort of thing, but at the same time, like, I don't, I would not put much stock in there being a physical eight-foot worm that is so poisonous. If you touch it, you die. If it spits venom on you, you die. If somehow you don't, you'll die within, like, a certain period of time, and it is also, like, electric, like... I think the combination of all of these all things... All of that is so unbelievable. Grand- yes, that that is kind of, it's... If it just did one of the things, could it be multiple maybe? creatures doing these three, you know, three or four different things that it just kind of gets lumped into one, and then a story is created and passed? I, I don't know. I, I there, there's always that possibility. Yeah, and the the thing that gets me is the Gobi Desert is so fucking big. Mm-hmm. Like we talk about like forests. And like well, the Congo not, is really yeah. big too. If we're really gonna get things into that. not getting explored, and I, I guess desert never really crosses my mind because I never really experienced desert conditions. Yeah, but fuck. Yeah, who knows what could be under the the sand? Well, and the sand shifts all the time too, yeah. so things easily go further down in there and... if they're not. Or Ugh. yeah, especially if it's Ugh. moving through the sand. I like. I really like the idea of like the waves in the sand as it's going. 
Yeah. Like that is very classic imagery. Definitely. I, I like this one, actually. I really do, too. Uh, it's going to be difficult for this 1v1 that we have to get into now, though, because it's Slenderman, yeah. yeah? Slenderman is a supernatural being, and this is very much This is physical. more of a physical... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There wasn't... This one is, like, OP as fuck, though. Like, this one seems kind of overpowered because of all of its abilities. Yeah. Can shock you. It can shoot you in the face. It has with distance, venom. and also if you touch, you it, touch you it, you die. You die. So I and you literally it doesn't. Can't I don't do think anything. it like really has a brain. So I don't think the Slender Man's like brainwashing stuff. I mean, really... I I feel like you're saying worms don't have brains, and I find that slightly offensive. Oh, could you think you? Oh no, 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 never mind. I was saying, do you think you could cut it in half, and then it would be two two worms? But if it has a definitive like head and you know what I mean, like how a worm would worms have definitive heads and tails. But if you break a worm in half, both ends do stuff, yeah? Because yeah. they have, like, multiple hearts spread throughout their body. Who's, who's to say that this Mongolian death worm doesn't have two hearts or So hearts? you're telling me if you cut a Mongolian death worm in half uh, lengthwise, or not lengthwise, it would... <laughs> not like if you cut it straight down the middle in half. Like, yeah, if you cut Dissected. it in half the other way, then it would still be alive. So it's like if you cut its head off, its head would still chase you. So you have to, like, smush it. I don't see why not. I like the idea of, like, a flamethrower against a worm. Yeah, 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 that's a good good call. Also, I think if you just drown it, that seems to work oh, with interesting. earthworms. Oh, uh, Just feed it to a shark. The shark might die. You could use it as bait. Oh, you'd have to touch it to do that, Do you though. think it would taint the water, like... Oh. Just, okay, yeah, like probably. A... It would definitely Fuck. taint the water, Connor. This is actually OP. Did I, we... think, I think it is. Like, I don't... <sighs> Did we mention in the podcast, or was this like beforehand? Where, I mean, no, we we talked about how it was like more centipede-like. Yeah, I think we talked usually. About that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are like definitely it has depictions. some legs in the depictions. Typically, yeah. there'll be a couple of images I linked to in this one as well that aren't like a photograph of it. It's just like artistic no photographs, just, representations, yeah. renditions. I don't know the word I'm looking for. Representations. Is sure. Fine, any of any of the above. Uh. <sighs> Who do you think would win? I don't know if I got off the fence. I think the worm is OP. Like, I think it's... I'm giving it to the worm because it has all these things. But It I, may not be effective affect... against... Yeah. But also, the Slender Man isn't going to be able to do anything to the... Like, but the, could the... the Slender Man just, like, step on it and squish it? Is the Slender Man a physical being? I guess being? if it's seven feet tall, and so is Slender Man... I don't know. This is a tricky one. I'm going to... Okay, I mean, you know what? I'm going to go with worm because of electricity. I think. Electricity. I, I was just thinking, you know, ghosts yeah, seem to fuck, be... A, in, yeah. Affected by electricity. I really don't like having to, like, make this decision every two weeks. Why did it's we do this? It's a lot more difficult. Like, I like it sometimes, but sometimes it's a lot more difficult to put my name as, like... And you know what I mean? It's in like, this camp, yeah, for sure. Yeah, is, like, terrifying, and now it's like... This Actually, fucking worm this is scarier worm. than that man that kidnaps people, I think. Yeah, it's really hard when it's like a physical and a non-physical entity definitely. against each other. It's definitely, definitely a tough one. But why don't you, listener, go over to social media and answer that very same question for us on our polls, uh, Facebook and Twitter. Facebook we'll have links to those in the description. Facebook slash... Count Encrypted. Twitter.com slash... Count cryptid. Instagram.com slash counting cryptids. It's yeah, you know. I mean, and, and the if, to everything's in the description as well. If you really want to email us about what your picks are, yeah, do that I'm too. We've talked about that as not well. Opposed. Do not care. Do it, do it, do it. Uh yeah. So go answer those polls. 
It was the same thing last episode, which we talked about the Slenderman and the previous episode, Shadow People. And uh, here's what you guys thought. All right. The Shadow People versus Slenderman Showdown. There's a lot of votes on this one. Thanks, guys. Thank you for voting. Last two weeks have been awesome. Uh, I like when you vote. I always wonder if I should put a vote in for myself or for us. I don't care. You I'm can. not going to. It doesn't to. matter to me. Uh, I think we were on the Slenderman side of this one. I do believe we were as well. Um, well let's see how the listeners stacked up. Twitter, 25% Slenderman. Really? 75% Shadow People? Yeah. Damn, okay. Big chunk Shadow People over there. All right. And I know um, there was more votes on Facebook. What what was the uh, deciding? What was Facebook? Um, on Facebook, it was much closer. A lot of votes. The Facebook community is honestly where it's at. Like we might get a, quite a few votes on Twitter. I just I'm able to interact better with people on Facebook. So Facebook group, appreciate you. If you're not on that group, check out. The Counting Cryptids FB group. There might be a way you can link to that. It may if require all the technology link, we possess. But if there's a way that you can link to that, we will we link will to that. that out. Dude, there's definitely a way to link to that. You'll have to be added by me. Um, if you're listening and you're a part of that group, I believe you can also add people, invite people. So feel fucking free to do that. Um, I just prefer that they listen to the show um so uh, getting back to my my results on facebook 55 percent slenderman 55 percent slenderman yeah 45 okay so by four votes which it was shadow people small margin was shadow people yes it was shadow people interesting i believe we were on the side of uh, slenderman yeah even if you add our two votes. Still and if they both counted votes. as two votes, it would still be tied. Clearly, our votes count as two votes, Jacob. They don't. They're no. probably like negative They're votes. They're actually like zero. fucking idiots. I think we count as one vote together, collectively. Just get collectively the podcast gets one vote. Yeah. And if we both disagree... That's just like the power to overturn a tie, I think, is all that would disagree, really be. If we disagree... Yeah, exactly. If we disagree, then in, no points given. Uh, I think that's that's fucking it for the podcast then, man. Yeah. Uh, we have some stuff coming down the line that's going to be cool, like another guest maybe that yeah. works right now. I purchased another mic. Cool I've beans. Got we got guest. some new stuff. I got a guest in in the back pocket, if you will. Did you say that you just happened to like know this guy somehow? Yeah. And like he doesn't listen to the podcast. You somehow talk to him about it. He happens to be out of state visiting someone who is a listener? Yeah. What? Yeah. I, I don't know her name, but if you're listening, you probably you know, what know this we're means. referring to cool. you. You better be following us on social yeah. media, but like... What? what are the chances? That's super weird, and I don't... I don't... Thank you. Well, thanks for listening to this week's episode. Definitely appreciate you listening. You're Make about sure to you hear me say vote. that again. Yeah, go vote, please. Thanks for checking out this week's episode. If you want to get your two cents in, answer this week's polls on social media. 
You can find us on Twitter at Count Cryptid or Counting Cryptids on Facebook. If you have any questions, concerns, suggestions, or you just want to chat, you can email us at countingcryptids at hotmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and tell your friends. He's been Connor. He's been Jacob. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks for another fascinating installment of Counting Cryptids. I like to leave it in the eye of the beholder.